It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey y'all, Eves here. We're doubling up today with two events in history. One from me and one from former host Tracy V. Wilson. On with the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's October 11th. Pope John XXIII opened the Second Vatican Council, also known as Vatican II, on this day in 1962. The first Vatican Council had taken place from 1869 to 1870. It had been summoned by Pope Pius IX, and it was meant to define church doctrine and to address the question of papal infallibility. And then on January 29th, 1959, 89 years after the first Vatican Council had concluded, Pope John XXIII announced that he was summoning a second one. Although the first and second ecumenical councils a lot of times are thought of as a pair, Vatican II was really the Roman Catholic Church's 21st major council meeting. Pope John XXIII had been elected Pope just a few months before, on October 9th of 1958. And this time... This council was to include all the Catholic bishops along with other religious figures within the church, and the goal wasn't to redefine church doctrine as it had been the first time or the earlier time. It was to bring about a spiritual rebirth or renewal in the Roman Catholic Church and to, quote, bring the church up to date. The Pope recognized that the world was changing. The world was changing really quickly, and he thought that the church needed to adapt to keep up. 
The Pope was also hoping to build better connections to other branches of Christianity and to heal some divisions between them and just to get rid of any animosity, to get rid of disparagement of other faiths by Catholics and of Catholics by other faiths. So, representatives of other major churches were also invited to this, although it was in a non-voting capacity. This included Eastern Orthodox, Anglican, and Protestant observers. The Pope had served in the army during World War II, and he had worked as a Vatican diplomat. And it's certain that all of this influenced his decision to have this whole council and the focus of the council. The Pope faced a lot of resistance to this idea from within the church. Councils like these generally end with a period of chaos and turmoil. Plus, the curia, or the church administration, was pretty conservative. Some of them thought if they dragged their feet about it long enough, the 71-year-old pope might not live long enough to see it through, but he did. The council was meant to move in a positive way, keeping in mind that the Catholic Church was supposed to be something that served humanity, not the other way around. It lasted until 1965. Pope John XXIII died in June of 1963, and the council had to continue under his successor, Pope Paul VI. The council officially concluded on December 8th of 1965, and at that point, the council fathers had created 16 documents. Drafts of some of these decrees had been produced before the council began, and then they had been discussed and debated and revised throughout those proceedings. There were a lot of changes that followed Vatican II. Mass began to be held in the local language rather than in Latin. Mass was also held with the priests facing the congregation, trying to reinforce the idea that the congregation was playing an active part in Mass rather than just sort of being passive listeners. In some places, Catholic clergy started to become a lot more directly involved in their communities and a lot more politically active. And Catholics were encouraged to develop relationships with people of other faiths, even visiting their churches, which was something that had really been discouraged before this point. Overall, Vatican II encouraged religious tolerance and acceptance. In a lot more recent years, Pope Francis has had a similar focus on this kind of reform. But Vatican II is not without criticism. Everything from philosophical disagreements to nostalgia for the time when services were in Latin has come up in response to Vatican II. There's also a sense that it didn't do enough to encourage women's equality within the church. And there's been some ongoing discussion about whether the reforms of Vatican II have really been carried out or not, or whether some of it was just lip service. And there are also questions about how or whether these reforms affected or could have affected the ongoing sex abuse scandal within the church. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis for his research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for all of her audio work on this podcast. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a life-saving invention. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. 
every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and the last star on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. I'm Eves. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we take a tiny bite of history every day. The day was October 11th, 1899. The Second Boer War began after Britain rejected the Transvaal Ultimatum, which said that the British should stop building up their forces in the region. The conflict was between the British Empire and the self-governing Boer states of the Transvaal Republic and the Orange Free State. 
It is also called the Anglo-Boer War, the South African War, and simply the Boer War. The word Boer means farmer in Dutch and Afrikaans. The Boers were South Africans of Dutch, German, or Huguenot descent, specifically those who colonized the Transvaal and the Orange Free State. Today, South Africans of European descent who speak Afrikaans are called Afrikaners. The Cape Colony was under Dutch rule for much of the 17th and 18th centuries. But in 1806, it became a British possession as a result of the Napoleonic Wars. The Boers, who had often been hostile and violent toward indigenous Africans and the colonial government, grew to oppose British rule. They were unhappy with Britain's liberal policies, especially its anti-slavery ones. The Boers began an exodus into the southern African interior known as the Great Trek, displacing and killing many locals along the way. They soon founded the independent states that became known as the South African Republic, aka Transvaal, and the Orange Free State. The Boers chose to live rural agrarian lifestyles with a near-subsistence economy. So when diamonds and gold were found in the land they occupied, the British and other outside interests exploited the resources and built mines. The British and the Boers in the region were at odds, while both of those groups oppressed indigenous peoples. Afrikaners saw themselves as pioneers who resisted British rule and the savagery of the supposedly inferior Black South Africans, and they saw themselves as the rightful owners of the territory they had invaded. The late 1800s also saw the scramble for Africa, or the invasion and colonization of African territory by European powers. In 1877, Britain annexed Transvaal, but the Boers resisted. By 1880, the first Boer War between the UK and the Transvaal Boers had begun, and in 1881, the British recognized the South African Republic, though it was kept under British suzerainty. Though the London Convention of 1884 provided for full independence and self-government in the South African Republic, the state still had to get permission from the British government to enter into a treaty with anyone besides the Orange Free State. So tensions remained between Britain and the South African Republic, and the discovery of gold deposits in the Witwatersrand, a ridge in the Transvaal, made the Republic a potential threat to British dominance in South Africa. Europeans began migrating to Transvaal to work in mines. Cecil Rhodes, prime minister of the Cape Colony, tried to overthrow the Transvaal government in a failed plot called the Jameson Raid. This incited Afrikaner nationalism, and the Transvaal formed an alliance with the Orange Free State. Escalating tensions led to the outbreak of the Second Boer War on October 11, 1899. Britain had rejected the Transvaal ultimatum, which said that all disputes between the Orange Free State and the Transvaal had to be settled by arbitration, that British troops on the borders had to be withdrawn, and that troops headed to South Africa by ship should not disembark. The Second Boer War was a violent conflict. Though the Boers were well-armed and had early victories, they were soon overwhelmed by large numbers of British soldiers. Black Africans also participated in the war on the side of the Boers and the British. The British annexed the Orange Free State and the Transvaal in 1900. Though the British did get help in their military efforts from other colonies and countries, 
there was plenty of opposition to their action from within and outside of the British Empire. As the Boers continued to fight as guerrillas, the British resisted them, destroyed civilian farms, and put their families into concentration camps. Black Africans were also put in concentration camps. The war ended in 1902 when the Boers surrendered and signed the Treaty of Farina King. The Union of South Africa, including the former Boer republics, was formed in 1910 as a self-governing dominion of the British Empire. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you know you already spend too much time on social media, spend some of that time with us at TDIHC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also accept electronic letters at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for going on this trip through history with us. We'll see you again tomorrow with another episode. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.